Yo, I put it like wow. This that sound. These oaks don't work hard like me. I hope they know by now. Bail, bam. Stand my ground. Throw these money trees go overseas like Percy Tow. I'll make sure you stay around. Quiet when I'm under loud. No negatives allowed. Me positivity took a vow. I always play to win. Don't anticipate loss. Mind always in the clown, my boy. Never think about the drop. Never, ever, ever think about the drop. Welcome to it, sports fans. It is the MKT show. 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 A sports show, potentially. With some stuff in it. With with other stuff. I, I talk about other stuff. Sport, yes. Other stuff as well, yes. Um, listen, I'll do my first mailbag thing today. I don't really have a name for it yet. Where people slide in the DMs ask for recommendations and I give my opinion um, feel free listen if you're too ashamed to do it from your account and you're a guy and your ego can't take it I won't reveal your name use your girlfriends use your sister's Instagram slide in the DMs MKT Inspires uh, or the MKT Show otherwise MKT at the MKT Show dot com I got an email so I'll, um, I'll give a book recommendation because someone asked um and remember to leave a review wherever you listen so whether you like or hate the show either way leave a review five stars or nothing just say terrible stuff this show is terrible it stinks who is this guy so yeah is he a white guy nothing wrong with being a white guy but i'm not a white guy my name's mbulelo kayeletu tinta hence mkt that's where MKT comes from. Some people still ask me, what does MKT mean? I'm going to Spain tonight, by the way. I'm going to Spain tonight. Viva La España and, I don't know, Paella and all of that. It's not Palela, it's Paella. Have some culture, you savages. So I'm going to Spain tonight. I'm going to be in Madrid for a week. If you're in Madrid, shout out. Let's maybe link it up. Available on Friday night. Not available before that. Therefore work, you know what I mean? Working professional now. Trying to consider whether to take formal pants. Because for those who don't know me, I guess that's most people listening. You've never actually met me. It's probably best for your mental health. I don't believe in not wearing tracksuit pants all the time. Now, a lot of people go, when are you going to grow up? I say, why don't you go jump in a lake? You know what I mean? Not a corporate guy. Not a corporate stooge. Nothing wrong with being a corporate. <laughs> and I know I'm 36 turning 37. But I made a decision a couple of years ago. I will never have a job where I have to dr- dress like a corporate stooge. I will not do it. I would rather wait tables. Nothing wrong with waiting, waiting tables, by the way. But I made a call. And I don't wear formal pants in real life. I gave away my last pair of jeans. <laughs> Actually, a very good friend of mine gave me some jeans he didn't want. And then I ended up giving those away as well uh, at the end of last year. Because I don't wear jeans because it's not 1857. I can't believe people still wear jeans, by the way. That's an interesting thing. I didn't know people still wore jeans. I just thought, oh, wow. We live in a time now where you're allowed to be comfortable. And we're very clear that your attire isn't matched to your intelligence. I thought we were there, but clearly not. Also, jeans, eh? Jeez, like, I don't know, guys. If you're still wearing jeans, I'm very confused. Or, or am I? I guess I'm also not the best person to ask. I just wear tracksuit pants. Like, I've got a pair of Reebok black pants. I bought them about two years ago, and now they're really starting to get comfortable. I wear those like four or five times a week. And then I have another pair of like salmon tracksuit pants. Those are my weekend tracksuit pants. I don't believe, like I'm not a fashionista, you know. <laughs> so, so yeah, there's that. So I'm trying to decide. I've got like a pair of chinos that I bought, I think in 2014, 15. And they're like really high quality because I haven't worn them like ever. <laughs> so I wear them like, I, I wore them the other day to go and apply for my visa um, just because my mom always said you should dress up a little bit for that. 
because she also knows that I do not wear formal clothing. I don't have any formal clothes. I've got, I've got one suit. I've got a suit. It's obviously tailored. I mean, I'm not a savage. If I'm going to do something, it's got to be proper. You know what I mean? It's Italian. Yes, it's tailored. I spent a lot of money on it um, by my standards. Not, not, not a lot of money relative to what suits cost. But yeah, so big decision to make here before I leave. Do I pack chinos because I'm going to like a La Liga conference thing? So I fully intend to wear football. Like I wear football shirts or dashikis or just t-shirts every day. So like I'm not changing. Like I'm not a corporate stooge. And you know, maybe hit me up in the DMs. Like because I surprisingly a lot of corporate people listen to this show, by the way, which is bloody hell. How bad's your job that you got to listen to a douchebag like me? Or maybe the other side is like, listen to this idiot. We're very smart. We're in corporate. We're making lots of money now. And we're circling back or whatever. I, listen, I've got a corporate job now. So I do a lot of circling back and there's so much bullshit. Oh my God. There's so much bullshit in this world, in this corporate world. Any, anywho, if you listen to this, shout out to you. I hope I make your day. Hope you have an awesome day. Have a bit of a laugh, eh? So yeah, tracksuit pants or chino. So that's the big one here is do I pack these chinos just in case? Because I also, I don't go to places anymore where I need to dress up. Like if I have to dress up for your restaurant or nightclub or whatever, and I can't wear tracksuit pants, go jump in the lake. It's shithousery for me. Like, you know, I've been to Tomorrowland. Like, well, why is your, why is your nightclub costing me I don't know, 500 bucks to get in. I don't drink either. So already, like, why am I doing that? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing that. I think fashion and aesthetics are an extremely important thing in life. But I don't do that anymore. You know what I mean? I don't know what people think. Am Am I an idiot? Should I be dressing up nicer? Like, I am who I am now, is what I think, in that sense. Like, I'm all about comfort, hey? I look at corporate people and I go, there is no way, especially in an African summer, you're comfortable. Like, you look ridiculous. It's 30 degrees Celsius. You're wearing a shirt and a jacket and a sweater in Africa. Uh, What are you doing? Like, what are you doing? So maybe, I don't know, speak to these corporates. I don't know. You know, maybe, I don't know. No, am I, am I crazy? Let me know. Slide in the DMs. MKT inspires. You know what I mean? Is what you wear sort of a symbol of your maturity? Thus, does that mean I can trust you with millions of rands, dollars, pounds? Is that why we've established this sort of passive-aggressive dress code? Is, is that why the corporate thing? Seriously. Do people look more powerful in suits? I know Guy Ritchie seems to think that. If you if you haven't listened to the Joe Rogan with Guy Ritchie, he gives a an incredible monologue and advocates for why a suit is the best a man will ever look. But not me, not me. Um, at best, so I'm wearing a hoodie right now and shorts. You know, it's like 25 degrees here in South Africa. It is, or oh no, a little less, like 20 degrees. And you know, this is me, hoodie. Tracksuit pants guy. Wow, 10 minutes. I've been talking about whether I should pack chinos. I'm not going to pack chinos. There we go. I just made the call. Why? Why am I packing those? What? Because I'm going to Madrid. Where Where am I going to go in Madrid that I need chinos? Nowhere. I'm going to be sitting in these conferences all day, listening to people telling me about their global strategies or whatever. I don't know what people... I'm, I'm kind of looking forward to the La Liga thing. That's going to be fun. Football people, executives, you know. Got a few football shirts I'm going to rock out there. What do I do there, by the way? Don't have any La Liga shirts. I did receive an all-time football shirt, though. <laughs> oh, my goodness. I've been waiting for it for three months. It's been murder. But I did receive it. And, man, it's fresh. Can't tell you what it is, though. If you're out and about and you see me, you'll be like, oh my goodness, you're probably the only person in South Africa 
with a 2007 shirt of that team. It's an Argentine team, 2007-2008 kit. And I've got a name on the back. And it's spectacular. I did receive that. Chinos or tracksuit pants? Not packing tracksuit pants. There we go. Made the call. MKT show. Um, Slide in the mailbag. MKT at the MKT show. I'll have an opinion on anything. You know? And again, if you're a single dude, I'll have an opinion probably most strongly about what you could do to get your way out of being a single dude because I'm a single dude and I know... And, and I'm getting a lot of feedback from women in my particular circles at the moment about relationships. It's funny. I don't know. Why do people think I need to be in a relationship for them to be happy? You know what it is about people in relationships? Is they want the level of misery they're in to be your life as well. Like, nobody has said anything, nobody in a relationship has said anything to me in the last like five years where I go, oh, you know what would be amazing? Do you know, do you, like, let me stop what I'm doing. Let me get in a relationship. Everything I hear just sounds like murderous hard work. Do you know what I mean? And then, <laughs> largely single females who are my friends, or at least I think they are. Don't know why they want me to be Les Mirables. Great play, by the way. Hugh Jackman does a good job on screen. They're like, when are you gonna? They sound like that. A lot of a lot of my female friends sound like that. Maybe it's a commendation as well. You know, maybe I'm just seeking attention. Maybe they they're like, you're a half decent bloke. Get serious. And then I go no, because I heard what that other person said like the last 16 people I've spoken to about how difficult their boyfriend or girlfriend is. So no, thank you. So I'm not packing chinos. I'm not. It's not happening. All right. uh, What are we talking about tonight? Or today? Or whenever you're listening to this, by the way. Whenever you... I don't know when you're listening to this. We are talking Arsenal. Got a cool message saying... Talk about Arsenal. Say, so, yeah, I'm going to do that in the international break. Don't worry about it. Talk Newcastle as well. Talk uh, the sacking of Julian Nagelsmann. And then I'll give you a book recommendation, which changed my life in terms of... So I believe in not necessarily motivation, but, but high quality information. Um, I think motivation is a complicated subject. But this book changed my life. It's the greatest investment I've ever made, in my opinion. That I've ever made. Mailbag. So if you if you want me to have an opinion. Hey, what should I buy my girlfriend? Probably a bad question to ask me. Because I don't believe in, in gifts. I think it's a ridiculous thing. If you're middle class. You've got enough money to buy what you want. Money is the best gift. So don't ask me about gifts. Because I think they're stupid. Unless. I think the greatest gift you can give. Is spending time with me. But whatever. Maybe you're like. I don't know. People think they're also psychologists now. What's your love language? Like, you're not a psychologist. Don't ask me ridiculous stuff that you don't even understand. You just, you read it on Instagram, and everyone read that dumb book a while ago, who I don't, I don't even think that was written by a psychologist, by the way. And now everyone thinks they're like this in touch sage. What's your love language? My love language is, no, you haven't even thought about it. You read it in some ridiculous barely <laughs> academic book and now you've you sort of scribed that bloody diluted theory to your life because it feels comfortable my love language is time and people say it with such authority as well and i'm like sorry i come from a house of academics i'm gonna need a little more than that like both my parents and my sister all three are academics and i'm a low-level academic but Let's respect each other here. I'm not going to listen to you saying, what's your love language? My love language is get the hell out of my face. Because you're going to annoy me. Because the next few words you're going to say after that are quality time. Quality time. That's mine. I've just, I've figured it out. Because you spoke to your friends at a barbecue or a braai. 
you figure out your love language. I mean, unbelievable. Well, this is the world we're living in, though. People say anything, hey? And, like, it's fine. Do you know what the problem is? Is no one says anything when people say something stupid. A couple of years ago, I used to work on a show called The Gareth Cliff Show. And I said, the biggest sort of scourge of our society, forget COVID, forget pandemics, forget wars, forget all these things. It's hot girls that are into, uh, what do you call it, astrology. Because the problem with hot girls that are into, that say dumb stuff, is nobody calls them out on it. Nobody goes, you, Taylor with an A, whatever, I'm just making an example, sound ridiculous. Because it's very, very difficult for guys to tell good-looking girls that they're dumb. And mostly, most listen, if you're lesbian or gay, this part of the show is not for you. You know, lesbian and gay people are a small part of the society. I'm just talking about heterosexual people which is like 95% of the world, okay? It's very, very difficult for people that are attracted to other people to tell them they sound stupid. And the unfortunate thing is usually it's rich, dumb girls that are into my star sign is how I'm going to shape my life and I'm more spiritual even though I took drugs for 10 years, but I've done a yoga course and I'm so in touch now. So, like... Maybe in 2023, we need to say to more good-looking girls that are that say stupid stuff on Instagram, like, whoa, 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 Why are you saying that? Now, now, I have to say, I had the opportunity to say that to a girl three days ago, and I didn't because she was extremely attractive. And I was just like, well... I'm just going to let this go because it's going to be uncomfortable for everyone. And to be honest, I'm quite enjoying looking at you right now. I'm not really listening to what you're saying after you said the dumb thing. And looking at good-looking people is is an extremely enjoyable thing for that fleeting moment. So am I a hypocrite? Am I part of the problem? Yes. Yes, I am. I am. I'm admitting that. That dumb hot girls have gotten away with far too much. And it's 2023. I think I think we need to stop that scourge. Let's say stuff. you know. And I'm not going to put that on mediocre looking girls. Because they've got their own stuff going on. They're probably looking at that girl and hate her already. So they're just like, oh my god. I, I can't stand her anyway. I'm not going to talk to her. Look how beautiful her skin is. And I know every guy in here, including my boyfriend, is looking at her. Like... I can't even. So it's not on women. Guys, we need to make a stand. Heterosexual guys need to make a stand here and stop letting good-looking girls ruin the world because good-looking girls shape the world. Let's be honest. Everything guys do is for those good-looking girls and we've got to stop them saying, I'm a Gemini, so I'm selfish and my love language is blankets or whatever crap. I don't, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if that's one of the real things. I do know it, but it's all nonsense. It's all nonsense. There's no that love language thing. It, unless it was done by a psychologist, but please. Please. All right. We're 20 minutes into a sports show, and I've spoken about chinos <laughs> and horoscopes. Let's get into a sports show. All right. The MKT show, uh, available on every single platform. Uh, Spotify, YouTube. Uh, oh, no. That's a lie. Not on YouTube yet. Uh, look out in the in the northern hemisphere summer, uh, southern hemisphere winter, sort of July. Look out for an announcement coming there. Little teaser. Probably shouldn't say anything there, but by July, August, the next football season. Look out there on YouTube. But it is um, Spotify, uh, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, or Pocket Casts is what I'd use. Uh, but wherever you get your podcasts, we're available. The show, the MKT show. Look for it. The MKT Show. Mike Kilo Tango. The MKT Show. Like, share, subscribe. Please do give us a rating. Please give me a rating. Ideally a five star. If you like chinos. And if you hate really hot girls that say dumb stuff. And I know that's tough. Because 
it's very, very difficult to hate good-looking girls. And if you're a heterosexual woman, it's probably very difficult to hate very good-looking guys until you know, you get to know him, and he's got rocks for brains. I would imagine. I don't know what heterosexual girls are looking for, or what destabilizes their logic. Okay, we are now 19 minutes into it. I, I mean, we've got to get to some sport. Um, let's start off with Arsenal. Let's start off with Arsenal. Because all I'm hearing is Arsenal are going to win the title, right? And before we get into Arsenal, let, let, me, let me see if you know this guy. Um, you know how I know a guy didn't get girls back in the day? Or isn't really, doesn't really have game? A guy called Dale, Dale de Rugge. Said I don't have game. I wasn't offended. I, I didn't reply to it. I wanted to. But Dale Derriach said, I don't have game. Uh, I said, oh my, oh, my word. This guy. But here's how I know guys who really don't have game. Is this guy gets a girl, right? So it might be they're seeing each other or a girlfriend. And he starts bringing her to the most inappropriate events. Like, sometimes it's just the lads and we want to just hang out and shoot the breeze and talk like the lads. And sometimes we just want to watch the football, you know. Like, I'm not saying you can't bring your significant other, but sometimes it's just the lads. But they bring them all the time, especially up front. Do you know what I mean? Like, hey, I invited you for lunch. Why is she here? Like, uh, this was meant to be a one-on-one lunch thing. I don't mind if she was your wife. But this is somebody you just met a month ago. And then this, there's a particular type of guy where he'll start lecturing guys. So ladies, I don't know if this happens um, with ladies as well, as soon as like a wild girl settles down. But there's a particular type of guy where he'll tell you, you know, we all have to grow up at some stage and just get a good woman to make a man of us or like whatever crap. Like, bruh. Are you the same guy I just saw downing four pints of beer and vomiting in the car park like six weeks ago? Is, is this the guy telling me? <laughs> like, like, mate, what are we doing here? But there's a ter- certain type of guy who gets sanctimonious as soon as, he, as soon as a female shows him affection, right? Like, bloody hell. Isn't that what Arsenal fans sound like right now? They sound insane. I've got Arsenal fans telling me how to build a title-winning team. This is what a title-winning team looks like. Firstly, you're not winning the league. Relax. You're not winning the league. I'll tell you why now. But don't you dare, after having won the title in 2004. Do you know what? I matriculated in 2004. That's how long ago that was. The number one song in the world that year, I looked it up, was Yeah from Usher featuring Lil Jon. What are we doing? Is that who's telling me about title winning teams? How to build. <laughs> this is how you build a title winning team. The Arsenal fans say. Do me a favor. Firstly you're not winning the league. And the sporting result in the Europa Cup. Or Europa League showed me. Why you're not winning the league. Is They got a little tight. They got a little tight. People say they rotated. But please man. You should be beating sporting with your third team. If you're Arsenal. The sort of budgets that exist in the Premier League. That was ridiculous. But they got a little tight. And that's what's going to happen with young people. You put young people under extreme pressure. That's what happens. You can't win with kids. It doesn't happen. Not as the spine of your team. As a part of your team, sure. But there's a lack of depth. And quite frankly, in that situation, a lack of bottle, they should have put that away. Arsenal should have really like a python just squeezed sporting out of that. No depth, no bottle. Here's your other problem. is This is the worst Chelsea, Liverpool and Newcastle are going to be for the next five years. So this was your chance. And this is probably the worst version of Pep Guardiola we've seen since he's been at Man City, right? Forget that first season. He was just getting used to things, whatever. But it is the worst version of... Man City and Pep Guardiola we've had. So those four teams will be better than you next year. There's nothing you can do about that. But I want to get back to the kids don't win titles thing. Like for crying in a bucket, if Man United fans ever tell me again the kids won, 
that title uh, after Alan Hansen's famous words. They didn't. Stop saying that. I know it sounds like a cool throwaway line, but I think it was it was the Aston Villa game where they lost and Hansen said that. It was 1995. But I just want to give you some of the names that were in that team, right? Gary Pallister, Dennis Owen, the great Paul Parker, Peter Schmeichel, maybe you've heard of him, Lee Sharp, maybe you've heard of him, world record British signing, Roy Keane, perhaps you've heard of him, and the brilliant Brian McClare. They're all in that Man United team. They're all in that United team. So, so the Nevilles of the world and Scholes and people like that were a part of things. Gigs, they're a part of that. But the spine is Pallister, Irwin, Parker, Schmeichel, Sharp, Keane, McClare. You've got grown men who know how to win. Who've Arsenal got? Granite Xhaka. Is that your winner? Zinchenko? Come on now. Come now. Got Arsenal fans telling me this is how you build a title-winning team. You're not winning the league. Man City have grown men, and now the pressure's really coming. It's not going to happen. Relax. Relax, guy who just... Maybe got his first girlfriend ever and is lecturing us. Relax. You don't need to bring her to every football game. Cool, you've got a girlfriend now. Don't need to hear from you about how you get a good woman. Oh my goodness. Awesome fans, you sound ridiculous right now. You sound ridiculous right now. You're not winning. Man City are only going to steamroll now. And Arsenal got tight against Sporting. I saw all I needed to see. Can't win with kids. And stop saying Man United did. And even if Man United had done, that would have been the exception. And not the rule. Man United, Paul Parker, Peter Schmeichel, Lee Sharp, Roy Keane, Brian McClare, Dennis Irwin, and one of the most legendary defenders football has ever seen, Gary Pallister. Maybe you've heard of those names. That was the spine. Don't tell me. I, and listen, I said to people years ago, Bukayo Saka is the next face of British football. He's certainly the best player that Britain have. Just in terms of individual ability, I said it. I said he's clean cut. I like that about him. He's clean cut. He's the corporate dream. And he's the mandate. Saka's perfect. In a, like in a woke society, Saka is the guy you want on your cover. He's gone to another level this year. He's still a child. He's still a child. And when it gets hard, you need men to protect kids. Because when you start to get close to the title, now people start to get nasty. Granite Jack is nice, but who else? When people got nasty around Beckham, when people got nasty around Scholes, nasty around the Nevilles, Peter Schmeichel steps in there and says, all up, (laughs) not today, buddy. Paul Parker steps in there. Gary Pallister steps in there. You know what I mean? Roy Keane steps in there and says, no, 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 no. Not doing that. You think you're going to bully my kids? All right, let's get out there. Let's see how we're going to solve this thing. Who does Arsenal have? I love Odegaard. He's one of the best players in the Premier League at the moment. But he's a silky midfielder. Thomas Partey looks like a teddy bear. I mean, he's a silky, classy footballer, but he's not that guy. He's not Essien. He's not Keane. He's not Carrick. There's no bastard in that team outside of Xhaka, but he's hacking, isn't he? Xhaka's hacking. I like Xhaka's leadership. He's clearly a leader because Switzerland seems to think so as well. And every cap, every manager at Arsenal uh, since the great Arsene Wenger has made him captain. So there's something about Xhaka, but he is lukewarm. Oh my goodness. Isn't the first opportunity they get to move off him, they are, he's gone. But he's the only real like man, right, at Arsenal. Who else is there? Who else? No one. Can't win with kids. Stop that. Arsenal fans, I don't want to hear it ever again. And you're not winning the title. Relax. You're going to be second. It's going to be wonderful. But it's over. You're not even making top four next year. Forget it. So enjoy this. I'm not being lectured by Arsenal fans. It's ridiculous. It's not like, no. No. We're not doing it, Arsenal. And it's been a wonderful season, but it's an anomaly and not the rule.
Water always finds its level. They'll be out of the top four next season. Liverpool will be back. Chelsea will be back. Newcastle will be back. We'll talk about Newcastle in a bit. Spurs will be Spurs. They'll be fine. They'll be top five, top six. Arsenal won't be top four next year. And you're not winning the title. Don't make me laugh. Arsenal with a chance to win the league. I mean, playing nice football. They are playing very, very well. But relax. Listen, give us a rating, hey? The MKT Show, if you are listening, wherever you're listening, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and if you're a grown-up, Pocket Casts. Pocket Casts only works nicely on Android phones. I don't know about Apple. Like I don't know. I don't have an iPhone. Give us a rating. Leave us a review. Just say, this show is good. Or just leave anything. If you listen to this, leave us a review. And share the show. If you think maybe there's somebody who might like this, might have a laugh, go, listen, I don't really like the show, but every now and then there's something quite funny that happens. Might make their day. You know, a lot of people are at work and their jobs don't really bring them pleasure. Maybe this hour could bring someone some joy and we throw some sport in there. You know what I mean? So it's mainly a sports show. <laughs> All right, let's move on. Uh, Newcastle. Talk about Newcastle and my thoughts on whether um, someone slid in the DMs and, th- and asked me, do I think they will be part of the top four long term? And it made, it made me think of something a mentor of mine uh, was saying uh, about timing. been talking to him a lot lately about considering immigration, um, what that might mean for my family set up, you know, just considering a few local and global moves. And, you know, he's a very wise guy uh, in, in the positive sense. And he's not a mobster, I don't think, anyway. I've, he's known me my whole life. I've known him for literally 36 years. I mean, when do you start knowing someone? At the age of two? Like, I, If anybody's a doctor listening to this, I don't know when you, you have the sort of cognitive wherewithal to say, oh, I know that person. That person isn't going to try and murder me or give me the rat poison. You know? Like at what age are you able to say, I recognize that face. I feel safe. You know, I've known him since that age and also since I was in the testicle because he knew my father. Well, and, and still knows my father. My father's not dead. And neither is he, by the way. Anyway, he always says, life's about timing, right? Maybe you don't get the job you want at the time, but then you hear six months later, oh, that manager got fired. And you go, oh, you know, and maybe you go and get that job or Somebody at that company moves and hires you, you know, it's, it's about timing. You know, sometimes in life, it, it's happened to the best of us, right? It's, it's certainly happened to me. But sometimes you meet the right partner too early in your life. Like, I was a shithead when I was younger, hey, oh my goodness. Um, but I met two great people and, you know, it was too early for me. I, I wasn't mature enough. Uh, for either of those uh, two great women. So sometimes you meet the right part at the wrong time. It's a, it's a timing thing. Sometimes, you, you you know, you meet somebody at the right time. And I have to be honest about this. And I'm not Mr. PC. But women are just better at this one skill. Hey, I've, I've watched a lot of my female friends outweight. And I don't mean the weight of expectation or the literal weight someone carries. But women are really, really good at waiting out guys' adolescence. I've seen a couple of my friends where the guy's just out there hooking up with chicks, going crazy, being nuts. And they just like wait it out and cry in their pillows and cry to me, largely the the two or three friends that I've maintained that are female. (laughs) Oh my goodness, I can't believe it. But then they just wait and I'm like, what do you do? As a guy, I'm like, why did you just move on? But they're like, no, no, they see something, blah, 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 or, or whatever. There's a women's intuition. Isn't that what they say? But women are really good at waiting out a guy's adolescence until he comes around and sees that they're the best option. 
Like they're just so good at that. And it's about timing, right? Like women are better at timing than guys in my experience. Hey, slide in the DMs, MKT Inspires. If I'm wrong, I just think women are incredible at it. I don't know what it is. Again, if you're a scientist and neuroscientist or behavioral psychologist, maybe you can explain it to me, but women are so good at waiting out adolescence and men being wild and just be like, okay, eventually when he's done hooking up with those 13 other girls, I'll be here and I'll pounce. So good at that. And sometimes it's just market conditions. Sometimes the timing is market conditions. I think Newcastle have hit the jackpot in terms of timing and when to be bought and when to peak. Let me play it out for you why I think that, right? They've hit the jackpot. In 2020, the Saudi bid got rejected, right, for Newcastle. Here's what happened in the preceding seasons or or, or in the following seasons. Liverpool proceeded to win the league by 99 points. The next season, Chelsea won the Champions League. The next season, Liverpool came second with 92 points. (laughs) From 2020 to 2022, England was a nightmare. It would have been a horrible time. A horrible time for Newcastle to be taken over. 99 points Liverpool. The next season, Chelsea won the Champions League. The next season after that, Liverpool lost to the league with 92 points. Man City won it with 93. So from 2022 to 2022, so from 2020 to 2022, would have been the worst time in the world for Newcastle to have been bought. Because it would have probably sort of set the game plan back by four or five years. But in 2021, the bid gets accepted. What happens then? Liverpool, for some ridiculous reason, think Mo Salah's better than Sadio Mane. So they let Sadio Mane go. They lost Gini Wijnaldum in, in that time. right? Chelsea have their assets frozen. Somebody tries to poison Roman Abramovich. Man City or Man United make the ridiculous decision to get Eric Ten Hag. They spend a record amount in a transfer window to stay the same, because Man United are probably not going to make top four this year. Nobody's talking about it, by the way. And also, Man United have just seen what happened with Chelsea. Being up for sale is very, very difficult. It's tumultuous. And also, their sale isn't smooth. It's happening in the middle of the season. It's clunky. When are the transfer budgets going to be set? Is the summer going to be clunky? Is the, it looks like it's going to bleed into the summer. So Man United are in chaos and I think they've got the wrong manager, and they spent £300 million badly. Horribly. They spent £90 million on Anthony. Are you... What? What? <laughs> they want Casemiro who's over the hill. Casemiro's over the hill. Like, stop it. £30 million. That's a laugh. You're laughing if you think that's a good deal. And I know Man United fans go, oh, he's a beast now. Casemiro might fall off a cliff next season. I mean, he's got two red cards this season, right? It was always three red cards. He's always late to challenge. It's because the English Premier League isn't La Liga, mate. You don't have Tony Cruz and 60% of the ball all the time. You don't have Modric. You don't have Valverde. You're in a mediocre Man United team. And they've spent 300. They spent a record amount in a transfer window. The other thing is that Spurs... As much as they'll be Spurs, what do you do with Harry Kane at the end of the year? So there's a bit of trouble there. Antonio Conte, there's going to be some change and a reset at Spurs. The only club Newcastle need to worry about in terms of stability and competing with is Man City. Newcastle are poised to be a top three club for the next decade. Not out of their own doing, just because of timing. Everybody else that should be at the top is in chaos. And don't talk to me about Arsenal. Arsenal are not a factor in this. Let's be very clear. Arsenal are not a long-term factor. They're a top seven, top eight club. All right. You know what I love about Man City? They have rich owners who say nothing. They get out of the way. They have a modern manager who's ascending and there's chaos in the competition. I think it's the holy trinity for when you want to be successful in any facet of life, whether it's getting a partner, if somebody, if two or three guys that like the same girl 
are still getting their stuff together and you've been saving for the last 10 years and now you're 31, 32 and she's a grown-up and she's looking for some stability and you may not have been a catch back then, but you're able to maybe offer that holiday overseas. You're able to offer her savings. You're able to offer her, say, hey, I've just put on a bond on my first place. Timing. Timing. It's all about timing. The only stable organization in England right now is Man City. And Newcastle have just hit the jackpot because they're going to make the top four this year. I'll tell you what they do next year. They are getting at least two of these. Neymar, Mbappe, Asensio, Kane, Osiman, Frankie Dion. If not those particular players, they might get Guaradona as well. I'm not saying those particular players, but, but that echelon of guy. These young kids are different now. There is no more loyalty. There is no more, I have to play for Real Madrid. There is no more of that. We see people moving to Paris Saint-Germain, which is a joke. Right? We see it now. We see people moving to Man City. Erling Haaland should be at Real Madrid. He should be at Manchester United, in my mind, because I'm old. But these young kids say, hey, hey, Vibes FC. We don't care about tradition. We're TikTok. You guys are Facebook. TikTok is, hey, I'm bored. I slide up. I'm bored. I slide up. I'm bored. I slide up. These young kids do not care for traditions. Erling Haaland. Kevin De Bruyne, I mean, even David Silva, what was he doing at Man City? Are you kidding me? But these young kids are different. Neymar's different. Mbappe has shown you he only cares about money, doesn't care about football. Asensio, Harry Kane, Victor Osiman, Frankie de Jong, these kids are different now. I think new and Newcastle, because the financial window, right, with, FIFA, uh, with financial fair play is three years, they've spent nothing really in the last three years. So they can go and spend three or four hundred million coming up and they're going to fudge the books. Let's face it. Right. They're going to they're going to do a Man City. <laughs> Saudi companies are going to be shocked. Surprise, surprise. Sponsoring uh, Newcastle. I know they'll try and prevent it. Please do me a favor. So they'll have four or five hundred million to spend this window, the next window, and they'll be in the top four. They'll get an Mbappe. They'll get a Neymar. They'll get an Asensio. They'll get a Kane. Aussie man, Frankie de Jong. I'm not saying those particular guys, but there's 25 players in the world that are in that echelon. There isn't a Ronaldo and Messi. All of those guys to me are very much in the same sort of bracket. Very, very good, world class. And in this current environment where, where there, there aren't really alpha dogs in world football, I think Erling Haaland has separated himself from everyone. But I think two or three of those make you, make you a winning club. There, there, there isn't a player in the world right now outside of Haaland for me where you go, my God, just him, he changes life. Leo Messi's on the other side of things, right? There isn't a Messi or Ronaldo at 20. There isn't a Ronaldinho who went to Barcelona and changed the face of football. There isn't. There isn't. Like, name that player. He doesn't exist. He doesn't exist right now. Don't give me Mbappe. Relax. He's, he's had maybe the easiest route to winning a Champions League ever. And he couldn't do it. So he's not that guy. He's very, very good. But he's no better than Neymar. He's no better than Asensio. He's no better than Harry Kane. He's no better than Osiman. And he's no better than Frankie de Jong. That level of player. They're going to get two, two or three of those. You better believe it. Because they're going to go 100 million and will make you the highest paid player in the world. What do you think? And the young men go, yes, I think I'd like some generational wealth. Thank you very much. And maybe the Saudis go, what do you think of a little bit of oil as a little deal on the side? I'm not saying that happens. I, I don't, there's no way for me to know that. But we've seen what happened with Kylian Mbappe. There's no way for them to be funding that deal and be telling me about FIFA financial fair play, if it's even real, without some other stuff happening. Listen, when the president of France has to get involved, where this is what the great Arsene Wenger feared, right? We've got state wealth now. I mean, listen, Qatar is hilariously wealthy but they are the man under the bridge compared to Saudi Arabia what do you think those guys listen the this Saudi fund from what I read 
that owns Newcastle is worth $800 billion. Just this fund. I'm not saying, I don't even want to know what the rest of uh, Saudi's wealth is. I'm pretty sure it's not on the books. But just the sovereign fund is worth $800 billion. And and also, here's what you do, actually. I like Eddie Howe, and he's ascending. And he's... <laughs> do you remember those 90s romance movies where they used to go, I think he's Mr. Right now, but he's not Mr. Right. He's Mr. Right now. He's not Mr. Right. Because when they get top four again this year, and then they've got Mbappe, Neymar, Sensio, Kano, Osiman, and Frank Dion. At the end of next season, then you unleash. Because you've already dropped 400 million. I mean, they'll get two or three of those. Then they'll drop another 400 million when they come in the top four in 2025. And then you go and get Jose, Mourinho, or you get Nagelsmann, or you get Ancelotti. And then you unleash. And then Lord have mercy. Chaos is opportunity for the prepared. And what should scare all of us, to finish off on this one, I thought Newcastle would just splash the cash. But they've done it so brilliantly. They've bought the right building blocks in order to get to the next step. Which tells me they are doing their research properly. They're not just throwing the money at it like PSG did. Right? They're getting high-character guys, people who understand the Premier League, and are building blocks for the next level. So when the next guys come in, they've got the guys to do the grunt work so that Neymar, Mbappe, and all these guys, Asensio, Kane, Ozyman, they would go and get 30 goals in the league because they've got the grunt guys. And they've got a little bit of polish in Bruno Guimaraes and the likes. And I really like the young boy Gordon. I don't know why people don't like him. I think he is going to be a superstar and he's got shithousery. I like that in a player. I like a bit of edge. I like that about him. He's got a bit of needle. That tells you he's a, he's a star. Those star players have a little bit of that. Every single star player's got a bit of needle. Gerard Lampard, you know, the great Paul Scholes, Roy Keane, Thierry Henry. They've got a bit of that. You've got to be nasty. Haaland's got it. Mbappe's got it. These top guys, they have it. I call it shithousery. And the Brits call it Shithazri. I really, really like the young boy Gordon. Saint Maximan becomes a rotation option. And I really like him. Chaos is opportunity for the prepared. It's all about timing, folks. I think Newcastle are poised to be a top three team for the next decade. Not because of their own doing, but because of timing. Everybody else is in chaos. Listen, I usually do two segments now on the show. But I had, a, I had a situation affect me. Um, I'm a big Bayern Munich fan, and my word. Middle of the night, while he was skiing in Austria, Julian Nagelsmann, the Bavarian Wunderkind. It seemed perfect, didn't it? Nagelsmann's fired. Bayern Munich fired him overnight in the international break. It was cold. My word, Oliver Kahn is not mucking about. Goodness gracious. Listen, here's the reality, man. I really admire people who know what they want. But I admire these people even more. And these people are in the 1%. My father always used to say to me, stop telling me what you want. Tell me what you don't want and what you won't accept. Because most of us are inclined, right, to be selfish and go, I like this and I like that because we get raised like we're special. So it's, I like this and I just like that. And, and especially now, it's just, I, me, I, I, I. And people think really, really hard. And I know very few of these people and I'm trying to work on this. Tell me what you don't want and tell me what you won't accept. People are not very good at that because people think there's a prize for being nicer to other people than they are to themselves. But it's the society we live in, right? It's a, 
yeah, I mean, I mean, you could go down many routes as to why we're like that. But smart people don't make the same mistake twice. Smart people don't make the same mistake twice. They won't be bullied. And they won't hesitate to move off mistakes. Because, you know, smart people are like, oh, no, I've seen that before. I've seen that behavior before. I'm not having it on my watch again to my detriment. No way, no how. Fool me once. Shame on me. Fool me twice. Shame on you, as the old adage goes. You know what I mean? Smart people don't make the same mistake twice. The smart people I know, and I know very few smart people. My father used to say, tell me what you don't want. Stop telling me what you want. I've heard that. It's easy to say that. Have you thought about what you don't want and what you won't tolerate? I tell you who was tolerated was Pep Guardiola, but he had a little bit of cachet. But he was tolerated in Bavaria and not loved. And it's very difficult as a manager in that environment if you are not beloved. And I knew there was problems when the great Dirk Kaiser, Franz Beckenbauer, said, we are becoming like Barcelona. We are boring. And if we took the ball and we passed it all the way to the line, we would probably recycle it and pass it back instead of shooting. When he said we are boring and we're becoming like Barcelona, I knew he was out. I knew he was out. The, the thing about Bayern Munich is when those guys talk out, because there's quite a hierarchical system there. They, they don't muck about, about you just go and say what you want. Everyone's all in and it's sort of a socialist society there and there's an order. But when that guy talks out, he's already spoken to everyone else and say, hey guys, do you mind if I? I know Bavarians... My father lived in Stuttgart for a long time. I know how Bavarians think. The south of Germany, they view themselves as the only Germany. They do. Like, I'm, I'm not joking. They, they really do. Problem for Julian Nagelsmann is that he had pep tendencies without the pep cachet. He didn't have pep clout. Right? So the problem is this. The ticker tacker and not functional. And somebody put it on Twitter, said the hipster football. He had to go. All right. Because here's what smart people do. If you leave a relationship for a certain reason and you spot those characteristics early in your next relationship with that person, you go, well, I'm out. Seen this before. No way. Not me. They saw the ticker tacker. They saw the lack of function. With Pep Guardiola, and they didn't like it then. Just because you're one of our own doesn't mean we'll like it with you. <laughs> He's a Bavarian boy. He is the Wunderkind. It was the great hope. But Tuchel's Bavarian. Tuchel's a grown-up, and Tuchel is Bayern Munich. Fiery, functional. He's extremely functional. His tactics are rigid and functional. He's a grown-up. He'll listen. He's not trying to reinvent anything. One thing about German society, very conservative. And South of Germany, Bavaria, next level conservative. And the one place where you don't come with those tendencies is here. On the back of their shirts, if you ever see a Bayern Munich shirt, to know that it's real, it says, Mia San Mia. We are who we are. That's their club motto. Mia San Mia. We are who we are. Chuchel's a grown-up. He's Bavarian. He's functional. They hate Tikka Taka. Finish off on this. On paper, it was cute, right? Because we all watch... Listen, I cannot stand chick flicks, by the way. Oh, my goodness. But people love them. Whatever. you got to believe in love or whatever. I don't, I don't know what's going on. I think it's nonsense. It's unbearable. But it was cute on paper, man. But I've always said this. A bricklayer cannot date a Victoria's Secret supermodel. It will not last. It's a beautiful story. Opposites attract. Yes, they do. But similarities keep us together. Opposites attract. Yes, maybe true. But similarities keep us together. Julian Nagelsmann is a 
the Victoria's Secret model. Bayern Munich is a bricklayer society. Institution. Forget it. A secret, Victoria's Secret supermodel is not dating a bricklayer. It will not last. I know, it's beautiful on paper. Oh my gosh, they come from two different worlds. Some people do put baby in the corner. And if you don't get that reference, you're a bum. That'll never happen. That doesn't happen in real life. And last, largely speaking. R.I.P. Swayze, you know what I mean? By the way, if you haven't seen Roadhouse, what are you doing? Different movie. If you don't know the, the reference of baby in the corner, you've got to ask yourself, are you even living? Do you even deserve to live? If you don't get the reference. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Julian Nagelsmann, auf Wiedersehen. He's gone. And listen, I admire. At first I was like, what the? What in the? But then I'm like, no, that's what makes Bayern Munich great. Mia San Mia, we are who we are. We made the same mistake with Pep. Fans weren't happy. Not again. Let's not get emotional about it. And people go, but yes, he was... He won the German Cup and he's just beaten PSG, which is not really an achievement. But, you know, he's in the last eight of the Champions League, blah, blah, blah. But Bayern Munich will tell you, yeah, no, we get that. But we don't celebrate that here. We're supposed to do that. Bayern Munich will tell you, (laughs) we don't congratulate the postman for delivering the post. That's his job. But at Bayern Munich... You also need to do it in a certain way. So you must win. But that's a given. Right. Now. Mia San Mia. Functional. German football. Direct. Power. Goretzka. Kimmich. That's what we want. We don't want three at the back. One at the back. Rotating formations. Goodness. Just play three, four, three, three, five, two. And win. That's what it is. Auf Wiedersehen. Julian Nagelsmann. I admire it. At first, it seems crazy. But winning's not for everyone. And they are who they are. And they've gone back to their roots. Oliver Kahn is the epitome of Bavaria. That makes sense in the end to me. Bricklayer, supermodel, ain't gonna work. Opposites attract is what I hear. But I don't believe that nonsense. I say similarities keep people together. And Thomas Tuchel is a much better fit. By the way, he's going to win another Champions League, I think. That's for another podcast. The MKT Show. Show, show. Listen, uh, leave us a rating wherever you're listening. If you're at the office and you're going, oh, my word, why does he keep reminding us? Just leave us a quick... Like, you're listening to this anyway when you should be doing your sp- spreadsheet or pitch deck for the meeting in like two hours. What's another five minutes of just going, I like this show. That's all you got to do. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever. Rate us, recommend us. You know what I mean? Share the show if you can. That would be awesome. It's all about listenership, you know. All about listenership. So yeah, share the show. Be a friend, tell a friend. You know what I mean? Alrighty. So, I'll... I don't really have a, all the podcasts I listen to, they call this the mailbag segment. I only listen to American podcasts, to be honest with you. And I listen to, um, sometimes, I haven't listened to all their podcasts, but working title, uh, a lot of people might be wondering, hey, where's Ryan? Where's Paolo? Where's Senzo? They've got a podcast. Um, Look out for working title. FC. I think it's working title FC. But yeah, go and support the guys as well. Uh, Paulo Diaz, one of the best human beings. And I don't say this often because I don't have many friends. But you should support Paulo's podcast because he's one of the best human beings I've ever met in my life. Great family man. And just a dude. Like just down the line, no BS. Extremely kind and helpful. And he's not paying me to say this, by the way, because we don't work together anymore. And... Good things don't always happen to good people. So if you can go and support the guys, 
Go and listen to the podcast. Share their podcast. And support Paolo because he's a, he's, a, he's a damn good human being. should probably give him a call. I haven't spoken to him in a while. But go, go and support them. Uh, working title FC. Support uh, Paolo and the boys. All right, finish off on this one quickly. Um, somebody sent me a, an email. MKT at the MKT show.com if you want to email me. Um, and he asked for a book recommendation. In particular, this gentleman said he likes sort of the motivational, sort of self-help stuff. I like a lot of that. I read some whatever philosophy uh, for me is more self-help stuff because I'm, I'm quite lucky. I'm single. Um, <laughs> yeah, that, that, that shouldn't sound like that. I'm quite lucky. Dot. So full stop. I am single, so I have the time. I'm not lucky because I'm single. See, I don't want to stop making people angry, going, oh my gosh, when's he going to grow up? I'm a word. Like, get over yourself. Do you know, relationships are a wonderful thing. Yes, I agree. So I wasn't saying I'm lucky because I'm single. I was saying I am lucky, full stop, that I am single at the moment, so I have the time to read books that are quite long, and try and work on myself so that perhaps one day somebody will go, oh, you're not a conceited bastard. Maybe we should hang around each other more. You know, so I can, maybe I will be in a relationship in a while. I'm open to it, but I've got to work on myself a bit. So I'm not lucky because I'm single. I am lucky that because I'm single, I've got time to read books. Just to clear that one up. Because I know somewhere there is a lady listening to this going, oh, I really like him, but oh, my word, just grow up, man. <laughs> she, I don't know why I always think that's the most annoying version. Maybe because I'm attracted to those people. You, you, you know how when little boys like a girl and we don't really know how to articulate it, it's at four, five, six, you throw sand in her face because you actually like her. I think maybe when I do that voice, like, I'm a word. There's a certain type of girl who sounds like, maybe I'm attracted to that and I make fun of them because I'm like, oh, I'd like your attention. Maybe in my mind it's not true, but maybe it is what it is. All right, let me get to that book recommendation. Let's call it the MKT mailbag for now. If you've got a better term for it, where I read emails and I give the feedback. This gentleman um, asked for a book review or not really a review, just a recommendation. Um, so I'll tell you the greatest investment I've ever spent money on in my life is a book called the four agreements the author is don miguel ruiz right and i don't really want to get into what these four agreements sort of mean and how he impacts them go and read the book don't be a lazy bastard but the four agreements are these be impeccable with your word so it's be impeccable with your word don't take anything personally don't make assumptions and always do your best. I'll repeat those four again. The four agreements and the book is written by Don Miguel Ruiz. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. So those are the four agreements in the book. And he impacts it as to what that might look like. It's more about self-accountability than anyone else. Um, so I highly recommend that book. It changed my life. Um, and it's something that I work on. I go back to these things all the time. And I don't, I, that first one, be impeccable with your word is, is, for me, has been the most difficult one. And I still need to work on that. The other three, um, I've done some, I've made some good progress, but still got work to do on those. But be impeccable with your word is a, t is a tricky one, isn't it? Because again, it starts with yourself. If you say you're going to exercise in the morning, and you let it go once, you let it go twice. Before you know it, you're putting on some rolls. Before you know it, you're miserable. And before you know it, it snowballs because now you're miserable. Now you're making your partner miserable. And now she's miserable. And now the sick, you know, because you didn't stick to your word with yourself. I'm just making an example that I know tends to happen, right? So for me, I didn't keep my word at work. It upsets me. I feel bad. My boss feels bad. We get angry at each other. It ruins the day. It ruins the next day. It ruins the week. It ruins the client relation. 
right? I've had that. I'm, I, I, I'm not perfect. I'm working on this. Trying to be impeccable with my word. But you get, you get those four things right. As my father always used to say, not too many rules. Think hard about your rules. Have high quality rules and stick to them. My father used to say, too many rules, right? The problem with too many rules is that you have to stick to them. Can't stick to lots of rules. It doesn't happen. Think about your rules, make them high quality and stick to them. So that's the four agreements. Be impeccable with your word. Don't take anything personally. Don't make assumptions. And always do your best. Going to Spain tonight. Hysterical. Absolutely hysterical. Already lined it up with the lads, by the way. Friday night. Oh my goodness. Are you kidding me? Spain, look out. Marid, look out. Friday night. This Friday night. I don't even know what the date is. Because I'm working all week. But Friday night. Oh my goodness. Oh. Are you kidding me? It'll be the first time I think I've been awake after midnight in oh, four or five years. It is going to be electric. If you are in Madrid this coming week, Friday night, we are doing it. We are doing it. Come and join us. I've got two or three mates who live in Madrid who are very ready. Maybe we're getting a guy to join us from London. But if you're in Madrid and you're keen to squeak a tacky, as, the, as we used to say way back when, oh my goodness. But I'm not wearing formal pants to get in anyway. We'll just get out there and have a grand old time. Got to see some culture as well. Also, I'm, I'm, not, a, I'm not a savage. Got to see some culture, some history, um, some art. Like to, uh, I, I'll get to at least two museums. So that'll be awesome. Like Friday night. Are you kidding me? Oh my goodness. It's going to be murder on the dance floor, as they say. Shout out Sophie Ellis Bexter, you know what I mean? All right, ladies and gentlemen, MKT show. It's been good. Remember, slide in the DMs if you want to, if you just want to talk as well. I like to read stuff. Don't need to mention your name. If you'd like me to talk through something, doesn't need to be fun. By the way, this show's fun, you know, antagonist, protagonist, you know, it's what you need for stories. Can't just be happy, clappy. For the Dune Moi. Hey, it's a good word, that one. Dune Moi. I'll read your story, your request, and I will have a strong opinion. How about that? All right, MKT Show. It's been good. I am going to say... As we say in Marid, hasta la vista, ladies and gentlemen. This has been the MKT Show. I am MKT. And for now, I am the hell out of here.